As much as I like to fight everyone, yeah, yeah. I'm having a pretty good time here. Why you mad? Why you mad? Why you, Why mad? you mad? Okay. Hello, Luisa. Hello, Jake. How are you? I'm great. I'm on day five or something of the slap discourse occupied <laughs> thing. It's really funny. It's my favorite thing ever. Um I don't know. It was so fun. It was the, so great. The day like when it happened, it was really funny because like I don't watch I've never watched the Oscars. <laughs> this is where I wanted to start with you too. So I really want to know how you found out because I know you weren't watching the Oscars. I take it you found out from Twitter. Yeah, I was tweeting about how I don't watch it. And I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm so much better than everybody. I don't <laughs> and then I immediately was like, oh, I should have watched it because I, <laughs> I think I just looked at my phone and then it immediately sucked its way into my Twitter feed. And uh, and then I got sucked in and like, um, I don't know, I I, I kind of have a hot take about this, like just in terms of Twitter discourse. Yeah. By, by today, I'm sure you'll see people doing this thing where they performatively like tweet the screenshot of their muted words page and go like, "All right, I'm done. No more Will Smith. <laughs> I'm over it." Yeah. When something like this happens on Twitter, I'm like, "This is what this fucking website was made for." Like, it was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoy that. Like in real time, it's so much. It's so funny, dude. And can I tell you something? I was to me, it was like a dream because okay, it's like Sunday night, right? It's cold. I don't know what I was supposed to do, but I canceled my plans, and I fucking was straight up taking a nap on my couch with my Game Boy or whatever it's called, uh, you know, whatever on my chest. Yeah, and I'm like. I don't know, like I suddenly wake up and then like a nerd, the first thing I do is look at my phone. And then when I refresh it, the first thing I see is several tweets just going, wait a minute, did Will Smith just slap Chris Rock? Is that real? Can anybody confirm? And so then I like immediately turned it on. So I turned it on in time to see (laughs) like the next acceptance speeches like see people reeling still and reacting to it you know what i mean and so then i immediately like go back to twitter and i just start to see you know like the postings from the other countries with like here's the full sound because there's like at first just people posting like uh frames of will smith's mouth (laughs) like trying to read his lips and shit and then finally we got the australia feed and we got the china feed and we can see like all the fucking um or like what the actual word said And then it was like for a minute, Jake, like a real, a very hilarious thing where the whole, my whole timeline was just people being like, was that a bit? Yeah. Right. Like they couldn't figure out if it was a bit. And then suddenly, like, I think after the the Australian feed came out or whatever, and then people realized it wasn't a bit, then it suddenly exploded into like fucking hot takes. Okay. But before we even get into the hot takes, one of the most like hilarious best things that's ever happened in this website is that um, Chris D'Elia, <laughs> I don't know yeah. if, you noticed, if you saw that. I retweeted it. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was like, no lie, like 20 minutes after the slap or some shit, this motherfucker comes out of his dark hole. He hasn't tweeted since the whole shit where he fucking got like exposed for grooming teenagers. And he like, comes out and he just tweets like 
Hollywood is weird, LOL. <laughs> and then like yeah. immediately gets ratioed. But like, I'm talking like within a minute ratioed yeah. with people just being like, yeah, tell us about it, pedophile. <laughs> <Just like laughs> absolutely ratioed to the point that like five minutes later when people were quote tweeting him, the, de- the tweet was already deleted, but it was of course already like preserved in screen grabs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just so fucking funny to me that this slap like slapped the shit out of everyone in a way where they were like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but this seems like a good time to say something terrible. <laughs> yeah, stupid. all these people just it was. I mean, you could tell he did that because he was like, Twitter is like on fire. So maybe yeah, nobody will notice. Party, <laughs> like, and no one will notice. Uh, my favorite thing that happened is that like Cher was live tweeting the Oscars and then <laughs> after the slap thing happened she tweeted like this is the best night of uh ever or something like really weird and innocuous like that like oh what a yeah. great Oscars and then like fucking 30 minutes later it was like I I got up to get a Dr. Pepper I didn't see the slap oh shit that's hilarious <laughs> to, like fight off all these people and go I wasn't saying that it was great that this happened I just went to the fridge <laughs> <laughs> that's super funny you're so bad at live tweeting you missed the best part of the fucking thing <laughs> also like man I mean I don't know if we want to start at the end and with the crit well but let me just throw it out there that like uh, we're going to cover a lot, I think, of the ways that people responded. But one of the craziest things is that, like, the reason most people had a bad response. Well, there's two reasons. One is the tendency to identify with millionaires, <laughs> even though they're nothing like you. And this is a ridiculous thing that has nothing to do with you. Yeah, and there were various ways. Yeah, this, this, it's a fucking spectacle of rich people being hilarious. And I enjoy that this is a freak show. Yeah, it's fucking perfect. And then uh, the second way is honestly, um, oof, like, I don't know if I'm the right person to speak to this, but there is this sort of like, still a kind of racist expectation that black people should still be on some respectable behavior shit everywhere they go, as opposed to being human people who have emotions and conflicts and will react how they react to their fucking conflicts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Alec Baldwin was talking yeah, to dude. about this and it's like, you killed a guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like recently on set, it was an accident. I mean, it wasn't like a, you know, like he, shot yeah in anger so it wasn't an exact like comparison but like the fact well, but, that you didn't have yeah. a sense of set like like re- you didn't regard the situation with enough like gravity to like think to recuse himself or whatever that he's yeah that he has like uh the authority to speak on this is like yeah that's all there this is um you know white guy fucking inserting himself into the situation stuff well, fucking Zoe Kravitz, <laughs> who like, it's not that I'm picking on her. It's just so funny to me when people decide to idolize a celebrity because like, what are you idolizing these people based on? That she's really pretty? That she like dresses cool? I don't idolize uh, her at all. I objectify her. Objectify her. That's what I think most people are doing, right? But listen to what this dummy did. So she <laughs> went out and she like uh, posted. It's not even a big deal, but it's just so funny. So she posted on her Instagram, like I think two or three posts of her outfits at the fucking show and after and whatever. And then her caption was just like, this is the outfit that I wore to the show where apparently we assault each other now. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And here's the thing. Hold on. Pretty funny for you to be performative about two rich dudes. You rich girl, daughter of famous people. Okay. 
to be to like be performative performatively offended over two rich people having a fucking conflict in front of you when apparently she's like best friends with Alexander Wang who's a designer who has like famously been outed for being fucking downright abusive in many ways to the people that work with him or around him so then it becomes this thing where it's like okay well violence is okay as long as it's not visible or as long as it's not towards the people of your own class or as long as it's slapping down I don't understand what the fuck that means you know what I mean yeah, so there's just like a bunch of fucking hypocrites. The people they were like um celebrities that came out being like, oh, this is disrespectful to the Oscars <laughs> and like whatever the fuck. That sucks. And, That's so lame. Yeah, and to the, the Academy. And like wait, this is like giving him an Oscar right after he does something like this is uh just like fucking uh undersigning violence and whatever it the fuck. Is so Yo, funny. Harvey Weinstein has like 60 something Oscars. But the all half of these people are rapists. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so funny though that he won. Like, because on yeah, oh, it was perfect. (laughs) This is happening, and then you're like, wait a minute, he's like up next for like an Oscar. I think it was his Mm -hmm. first Oscar, and it was for like yeah actors. So it's like this huge fucking deal, and there's this like tension hanging in the room where everyone's just like, well, we all saw that. So I, I think the thing that's really funny to me about Will Smith is that he um then just like did like get accepted. And then, like, there's like footage of him partying like that after, like, yes, he kept hanging out, which is like a completely like, hilarious, it's like a double downy kind of, yeah, where like you should probably go home, like, uh, given that you've seen, you know, but- well, okay, this is where we're gonna get into some dangerous territory, mm. <laughs> which is because there's a lot of angles to cover here, Jake. There's a lot of fucking angles to this argument, to people's responses, but let's go ahead and start with the uh i guess like the proud of will smith's violence camp right yeah and i am not gonna say i'm fully in that camp but i am not opposed to that camp because um man uh oof, how to say this without reifying patriarchy and everything that's horrible okay i do understand the people oh because did you see okay so like um uh, Presley, the congresswoman, congressperson, right? Uh, Presley. She, uh, yeah, she has alopecia also, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, like, immediately after the slap happened, uh, <laughs> I love that we're calling it that, she tweeted a picture of herself with her husband. And so, obviously, she's also bald, right? If you haven't seen a picture. And she tweeted something where she said, like, basically, like, hell yeah, you know, more black women need black men to stand up for them and defend their honor and like, you know, show that they're there for us when other people belittle us and shit like that. Right. And then she deleted it because it immediately got people being like, oh, well, you're fucking saying that violence is okay. (laughs) And it's like, first of all, you're kind of getting crazy when you equate like two grown ass men who are like pretty much peers and equals in a lot of ways. And one slaps another over an insult to his wife that equating that with like violence in society, <laughs> I think is like really stretching it. You know what I mean? Like a mass shooting or something. Yeah, bro. What are you talking about? And then they're like, oh, violence or anything like that either. Exactly. All we do in our movies and everything is murder people, decapitate people, rape people. Like that's all we want. Literally, that's all I watch. <laughs> and so then I'm like. How is like this hilarious sort of like Victorian era? I challenge you to a dual slap. 
yeah. uh, in a room that is like literally filled with all people of a kind of similar class. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. is a you fucking problem. And it is hilarious that it was televised and we got to see it. <laughs> the <laughs> like, fact that it happened yeah. where it happened in some yeah. high stakes, like performance situation yeah. where everyone's wearing tuxedos and stuff and everyone's doing a show ostensibly yeah. trying to make the show go off. That lent it all this fucking weight and gravity and shit. And that totally. made it like a fucking like a, a thing that you watch and you like kind of sink in your seat and you get shocked and you're like, oh, my God, what's totally. happening? Right. I think people took that gravity and then assigned it to the act of quote unquote violence itself. And not to the violation of decorum, which is right. what they were actually That's mad what about. They're fucking mad. About, yeah, which exactly. Is hilarious but what's funny is that. If you are upset about the decorum and what's funny is that that is what you're upset about. You just like instinctively know that you shouldn't say that because if you're mad about the decorum, I'm sorry, that's implicitly fucking racist. Okay. Hear me out because it is about the fact that two black men behaved in a way that you don't find acceptable. Just like when Kanye did the interrupting thing, like it just becomes like a weird, why aren't you behaving properly after we let you in here kind of fucking attitude. You get me? And his like, let me add something to this historically. So like, okay, you know, uh, being that I identify as a non-trad, <laughs> I am not the kind of woman that like wants or needs a man to defend me, uh, especially not like through violent means or anything like that. Uh, I guess my preferred method, if I had been Jada Pinkett Smith in that situation would have actually been either for in the moment or later for Will to have made a better joke than Chris Rock, like basically been funnier than him and mocked him for making such a shitty fucking joke at his wife's expense. I would have appreciated that. You get me really going up. Now. I guess I didn't know he was going to win, but like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like that. I would have appreciated because I think uh, she's also a strong independent woman, blah, blah, blah. So like the fact that like she showed her disappointment in her face uh, to me, it was like a matter of like, you know, she's got public fucking platforms. She'll later say what she needs to say about that. Right. But let's like just think about Will's reaction. Right. Because one of the things that kind of like bothered me <laughs> was the the way that a bunch of people, but honestly, mostly men immediately attacked Will Smith's manliness or manhood. I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> uh because they like, okay, so they pointed out that he laughed at the joke first, which like we'll talk about separately in a second. But then they were like, they framed it as like, he thought it was funny. And then he saw her face. And then because he's so whipped that he lets other dudes fuck her, he also fucking has to like performatively, performatively get mad at his own friend and like punch a dude over some joke that doesn't matter. Right. And I think that that is like looking at it very much from the point of view of your dude who thinks that your women, your woman is your property and then another, another man touching her is insulting and demanifying de to you. I don't know how else to put that. Right. And so you're projecting a bunch of shit <laughs> onto Will Smith when in reality, I think that if you take a step back from it, Oh, sorry. Where's my phone? So I can turn that off. Oh, it's some kind of Democrat. Sorry. Um, if you take a step back from it, um, fuck again, please forgive me if I speak incorrectly because I am speaking as an outsider because I'm not a black man, <laughs> right? But um, historically in this country, black man 
manhood, black masculinity, I guess is how we should put it, uh, has been a fucking dangerous fucking thing to have, to be, to perform, to consider, (laughs) you know, all of it. And um, as we discussed with like the White Chicks episode, uh, for a long time in this country, the sanctity of white women was used as a weapon to punish and kill black men. Okay. And that could be from like, you looked at a white woman or you said something about a white woman or God forbid you fucked one or you dated one or one fell in love with you. Right. Or, oh my God, you had a mixed baby, the end of the world. Right. So for more than 200, 300, 400 years, um, black masculinity existed under this like cap, which is like the nicest possible way that I can put it of like their relationship to women was mediated through the oppression of white people, right? Because even if they loved a black woman, that relationship could be torn apart by slave owners or by laws changed changes or fucking a bunch of shit, right? So only recently, now do we consider that you know people are reaching some equality and blah blah blah. But this reaction from Will Smith to defend a black woman, his black woman, his woman, right? Because it doesn't even matter what her race is to defend his woman, I think comes from a traditional and patriarchal place of like, my job is to protect my woman, to stand up for her, to show that I would never allow someone to mock her, humiliate her or anything, especially in front of me, especially in front of our peers, especially in an important, significant ceremonial place. Right. Right. And his reaction, I would say, like, I didn't see anybody criticize him for this, but what was really wrong with it was that it was actually kind of selfish and patriarchal. It was really about him and his feelings of like, the right way to be a man is to protect my woman. You get me? And instead, everybody turned it into jokes about how, like, Jada can take a bunch of dicks, but she can't take a joke. And Will Smith, oh, this is what being Polly does to you. You know, like, they fucking have turned it in every way into some shit about how they are specifically some way instead of seeing how much people are projecting onto them their tread shit. Yeah, this and, the whole thing has nothing yeah. to do with their well, I mean, I guess it has something to do with their personalizing that he's maybe performing this like thing, this masculinity thing. But like I think you're right that the projection about that is just coming from people that obviously have no fucking idea what they're talking about. And mm-hmm. this wouldn't have happened if they were monogamous or whatever the fuck. I don't even I didn't yeah. even know these people were fucking polyamorous and we do this podcast. <laughs> oh, you didn't know? Yeah. Okay. Oh. So I mean I can I can fill you in, but it doesn't matter. Point is that uh it's a, it's uh um a thing where they have a publicly open marriage, but she is the person who seems to have initiated it and she has dated at least one person publicly. And then like he went on her show, which is like a Facebook show with her mom and her daughter called The Red Table. And they talked about the fact that they have an open relationship and and the fact that he like loves her very much. And so like we don't know. I mean, not to be a dick, but I don't know if people remember, but there used to be like rumors about Will Smith being gay. So like, you don't know, maybe they have like a wonderful thing where they love each other and then they both see other people for other things. You know what I mean? Like, how's that your fucking problem? And why would you... 
I don't know. It's fine that you reacted and you made the jokes, but they were just like really stupid, not good jokes, especially when I think the meat of the matter was more in how I think a lot of men would react. And then actually thinking about like the trad versus poly thing. What's really funny is, uh, you know, Tommy Pickles <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he made a, a good point, which is funny because he made it in a like reticent sort of way. And then I wanted to steal it. But like, basically, we were both trying to say that um, what's funny is that you can make fun of a guy's wife if they're monogamous, because the guy will probably laugh and agree with you. <laughs> All right. So that it's like, he's like, I can't prove it. Tommy was like, I can't prove it. But I think that poly guys are more wife guys than like trad wife guys, because trad wife guys are the ones who are like, it's my ball and chain. It's my fucking the old lady. Oh, I got to lie to her. I got to fucking figure out how to exist outside of all of her conditions and her nagging and whatever. Yeah. And poly guys are like, oh, my God, look at a picture of my hot wife. I love her so much. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, honestly, they write us love letters. They're fucking so in love with us. And monogamous trad people seem so fucking sick of each other. I just read some shit about how like in the average um, cis relationship, straight cis relationship, uh, men tune out after six minutes of their wife talking. <laughs> okay. Do you understand that like uh, my lover and I listen to each other's podcasts and then like talk to each other about it and like get each other books on the topics and like all this stuff. And I'm like, how do you guys exist in a world where you are married, contractually obligated to stay with a person who does not like to listen to you after six minutes? I mean, I you fucking hate each other. I want to call junk science on that because like statistics are just like garbage for you can't prove something like that, really. I don't think. But I think the sentiment is probably true. Like there's an understanding in monogamy that you are like, it's normal that you don't like each other. And it's fine because it's in service of this, you know, greater thing where you love each other or whatever. But like, yeah, it's uh, I mean, I've felt that in relationships before and felt the other person kind of like forcing it to be like this is normal right it's fine mm. like, i've gotten into relationships before where there's just like fighting and i'll be like this is like we have to break up like this is like not what we should be doing with our time and the other person is going like no that's like your it happens in relationships you know so I, that like compromise is uh it's just bizarre and, and you, you wonder sometimes like why people do it if they don't have kids you know because yeah. they're just reifying this thing that they're like afraid to look at actively. Um, I think you know, yeah, I, I just figured I'd throw that out there because like I statistics just drive me crazy, but I love it. I love statistics, but we will have a whole episode on it another time. I just think they're, they're very they can be very misleading and they're just like you, you can use them for whatever argument you're trying to make, and there's like just lots of um stuff where you go, wait a minute, how do you how'd you you like somebody will, will propose an unprovable fact and then back it up with a statistic. And you're like, how the fuck did that experiment happen? Did you round up everyone in the world and then test them for this thing and not account for them lying and stuff? But I'm getting away away from the thing we were talking about. So it's unimportant. We'll talk about it another time. Yeah, we'll talk about it another time. But uh, I would recommend a book to you called The Making of Chance, I think is what it's called. 
uh, which is on the history of statistics. And it's really excellent and very fun and cool because you are correct, uh, but it doesn't discount the usefulness of statistics. It just means like with everything, whenever people are like, I read a study that. (laughs) Yeah, that just drives me nuts. You need to consider, yeah, you need to know the context of like how the study was uh, created, what the parameters were, what the purpose was, who funded it, who participated, how many people participated, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. Right? You, you ever want yeah. to read somebody on Facebook, they're sharing an article. It's like scientists have discovered that drinking wine actually means you're smart. And you're like, <laughs> just drink the wine. Like I can tell what's yeah. actually happening here is you want to drink wine, but like, yeah, yeah. you know, you don't need to bring the scientific method into like proving this to yourself or whatever. I, this is like a hangover shit you know what? from college where I just remember like getting really into, because when you study yeah. like something like psychology they like get really into like uh statistical fallacies and stuff like that and they're like yeah. this is this is the most important thing for you to learn is like understanding third variable problems and like spuriousness and shit like that yeah. and not even the specifics of what you're you're studying until you get to grad school so like i still kind of have that but but regardless though i mean i didn't mean to interject with that because the point you're making i still agree with which is that um the people that are you know in these monogamous situations are miserable and so if you look at like the 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 thing that's going on between i guess i understand looking at the will smith jada pinkett smith uh you know relationship and the slap thing is like if he was monogamous he probably wouldn't have thought to do that <laughs> at all yeah like honeymooners type guy was just like ah, yeah. my wife i gotta hit her myself you know but, but instead he is a primary partner and he needs to prove why he has the primary part. I, I, <laughs> That's also, just a, a, a little theorizing, but go on. <laughs> I think you can also make an argument, though, that he did, like, if in performing that masculine role, he maybe actually wasn't being good at being polyamorous in that he was treating his wife like a piece of property that needs to be defended. Uh, but I don't fucking know these people's relationship. I don't know. Yeah, no. So I could see, I think that what you just said, it depends on the person. And so based on her posts and her posts with him after, I think that she was happy that he defended her and she was proud of that because also, so, you know, this is what's funny. Okay. So like, uh, you know, I joke that they're not trads because they have an open relationship, but of course they're fucking trads. They they got married when they were like in their twenties and they fucking have children. They're fucking trads, right? Right. Yeah. And, you, it, you, yeah, dude. All still have all this trad. Yeah, they are absolutely trads. Exactly, which is why he reacted that way. Because I would say to you, no partner that I've ever had would react that way because I don't date trad people. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, it was absolutely like a trad reaction. So he happens to be a poly guy, but it, he, it was a trad masculinity reaction. You get me? And that's why you're reading it as like uh, defending of the, the woman like property. And somebody could absolutely, including the woman, read it that way. Um, but she, now let's turn from her fucking point. Not only was she happy about it, and she posted afterwards like a dance video with him and then like, you know, uh, posted something being like, oh, you know, not not endorsing the violence, but the fact that he stood up for her. Right. And um, with her, you know, the joke. Here's the thing. It was not a good joke, but it also was like and it was kind of mean, but it also wasn't like super hurtful or like, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that to me. I need to ask but you it, a question. I've been yeah. tweeting about this for days. I yeah. don't know what the joke was. What the fuck? Oh, was my God. 
Jake, this is what's funny. This is what's bad is that to me, Chris Rock looked really bad in this whole interaction. And people like wanted to focus on Will Smith being the bad guy because he hit Will because he hit Chris Rock. But Chris Rock um, went on stage and uh, basically like off the cuff, you know, like doing like, uh, I guess, crowd work. He would just like was like, oh, hey, Will, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. And then like off the cuff, like turned to Jada and he's just like, hey, Jada, love the haircut. Looking forward to G.I. Jane, too. <laughs> and then like the audience even barely laughed because it's not fucking funny. And then Will Smith just like, well, so like when he first says it, Will kind of like cracks up and then you can they you can see Jada's face like get mad. Right. And then Will just gets up and walks straight to Chris Rock. And Chris Rock is like looking at him, holding his hands behind his back. Like he's not sure like what's going to happen. You know, like he kind (laughs) of thinks like maybe Will Smith's going to come up and like do a Kanye, you know, and take the mic and like want to talk or something, (laughs) you know. So he's like not sure. And he's definitely like not trying to be combative. So he puts his hands behind his back. And then fucking Will Smith just stops short right in front of him and fucking smacks him like a fucking like Victorian Lord. <laughs> and then like turns around and walks away. And yeah. to I, me, I, mean, like, I knew all that. I didn't know. Yeah, you knew that. But to me, the reason Chris Rock looks bad is because. First of all, it was a bad joke. I don't even mean bad taste. I mean, it was a 23 year old reference. Well, what I was going to say about that is, that, yeah, like, I knew that it was a that it was a G.I. Jane joke. I assumed there was more, to but there was no setup punchline. No, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was literally like, oh, you're bald, so you're gonna be the next GI Jane, right? Yeah. And then some people were like, oh, that's not even an insult because GI Jane was hot. Demi Moore is hot. It's like that is not the fucking point. The point is that he was saying, like, in, if you were alive in the '90s, you remember that it was shocking that Demi Moore did that movie because a hot lady shaved her head and cut off all her hair to do this masculine role, right? So if you have the context, if you're an old person who makes such a fucking old timey reference, you understand that it is an insult where you're calling her masculine. OK, and so hold on. So first I'll go back to Jada in a second. But the reason I said that I think Chris Rock looked bad is because as a comedian, um, there's no way that this is the first time that shit went wrong for him at a show. Right. There's no way. And. I didn't see anything in his reaction other than like, oh, my God, people were like, oh, he was like so composed that he didn't like fight back. Yo, he wasn't supposed to fight back. He could have made a joke. He could have fucking explained it after he got slapped. He could have been like funny about it. (laughs) And instead he shut down and he like didn't come back and never made a statement publicly as far as I know. And has just let this whole shit go on of like how, oh my God, this is the the beginning of the end for comedians and free speech and whatever the fuck. But anyway, before we go down that rabbit hole with Jada, I just want to point out that like her reaction was also a trad reaction, I think, which is, you know, like some people were like, is it a, a disability or not alopecia? It doesn't really matter. What matters is that um, women going bald is still something that is very difficult for women, especially trad women. I think for all women, depending on how much you have internalized your own value based on your femininity and your attractiveness to others, right? A couple of things going on here. 
Uh, do, yeah. Do you think that Chris Rock knew that she had alopecia, though? Because I don't think it matters. That's well, the whole point. I don't think it matters. I think that people trying to be like, is it a disability or not? Did he know or not? It doesn't matter because the point of his joke was not about making fun of a disability. The point of the joke was to call her masculine. You understand me? So he did that. It doesn't matter why she looks masculine. To Chris Rock, she looks masculine. And the reason she got upset is not I have a disability. It's that the thing that I have forces me to look masculine. And I'm unhappy about what I see in the mirror every day. And you are pointing out that I don't look feminine and pretty how I like to be. I mean, I understand that she like read it like that. I guess I'm not 100% that I believe his intentions were like that because like women do just shave their heads for fashion and it's kind of like I have a couple of friends who do it and it's like totally Jake but if you but But if you go up to them and you make a joke implying that they look masculine but here's you are a shithead right but I I don't know if I believe that his intention was to imply that she looks masculine because if you have a friend who like shaves her head and then you were at the office and you're like yo gi jane that's a movie where a woman shaves her head so you might just be making a joke that's like you are like this movie where this woman shaves her head you know what i mean you're ignoring what i just said to you where like maybe if you don't understand the context of the movie you could you could think it's that but chris rock is a 45 year old 50 year old man jake he knows as if i know that the context of the movie was Demi Moore, one of the most gorgeous actresses working in the 90s, shaved her head and it was like a big fucking deal in the way that like when people are like, Belle Kilmer gained 40 pounds for this fucking role. That's how it was when Demi Moore shaved her head for this role. And then if you've ever seen the fucking movie, the whole thing, yes, she looks hot, especially to us now and especially to those of us who are attracted to non-traditional forms of femininity. But the whole shocking thing about the movie was that she was going to be the first uh, female Navy SEAL and that in order to make it, she had to masculinize herself as much as possible to make her fellow Navy SEALs not see her as a woman. That is the context of that movie. It's not that she was so hot. It's not that she chose to cut her hair to be empowered. It's not that she thought it was a cute haircut. It was literally that her circumstances made it so that she could not be feminine if she wanted to succeed. Jada Pinkett Smith is in a situation where she can't be feminine because her body won't let her grow hair. Point is, she feels devalued as a woman when he makes a joke like that. That the context of what he was saying was you look like a man. It was the joke, Jake. What that was, the, it wasn't, there is no joke if it was like, you're pretty like to me more. <laughs> you know, like, what are you talking about? Why would you even make that fucking uh, when you off look, the cuff thing? You watch the Oscars, the jokes that the people do are like fucking tepid room temperature water. Like they suck. They're just like, like cute office jokes like that. So I think I'm just going to, you can disagree with me. I'm just, yeah we can disagree but there are plenty of cute office jokes were not to even if that was subconsciously what was going on i don't think his conscious intention was that i don't think anybody ever in the entire history of humanity has called somebody gi jane with the intention of it being a compliment never not once ever i mean well he was doing comedies i don't know if it was right so what was the joke jake so what was the butt of the joke it's like you know if you're what, but answer my question well, yeah, well let me answer it I mean, oh sorry sorry go ahead if your friend like if i had a friend who shaved his head into a mohawk and i walked by and i was like yo what's up taxi driver i wouldn't be like 
you are a vigilante who is all this stuff. You know what I mean? It's just like I'm just making a surface level joke that's meaningless in in my intention. Now, if he fucking if it triggers him into having a flashback about some horrible fucking thing that's like loaded in that statement, I have no control over that. And I could be I could be catching a fucking slap to the face. You know what I mean? But like my intention there is just you remind me of this pop culture reference right now. And I think I'm just trying to be cute with you, you know? You're making a false equivalency right now because right now what you're doing is doing the colorblind thing for gender. Uh, because there is no man in the world other than like, ooh, I feel like women won't want to fuck me if my hairline starts receding. There is no uh, situation in which being completely bald is fucking dehumanizing to a male in the same way that it is to a woman. Like it is literally in the U.S. Army's like form of torture is to shave women's heads because yeah, guys, it is. Guys don't know that, though. Oh, my God. He made a fucking whole documentary about black women's hair, Jake. He Wait, absolutely fucking knows that. Yes. I didn't know that. It's called good hair. I didn't know that. <laughs> exactly. So maybe everybody who's defending him doesn't fucking know that. But he does understand what hair is both to women and especially to black women. And that it is something that it has been used to humiliate them, to overpower them, to uh, um police them to keep them out of jobs to fucking call them respectable or not respectable and he knew that there is no way that he doesn't know that and the fact that it was a shitty joke both in like the comedic sense and in the sense of all you're doing is calling her a man and calling her unpretty and yeah cool maybe he didn't know that she looks like a man because of a like not by choice right that doesn't make a difference. It doesn't matter. The point was he was fucking making fun of her for her hair and how that defeminizes her. And that's something that he knows is like legitimately has been used historically against women and especially black women. So for Will Smith to get super fucking mad at the fact that he would in front of their Hollywood peers and rich people and white people and fucking all of TV do something like that to his wife, I fucking totally understand him getting up and slapping him. Yeah, they've known each other for decades, and Chris Rock has also made fun of both of them in shitty ways like that for years. So it's kind of like a simmering thing, but I, I'm only going to defend the hair thing because he knows, man. He's a, he's a grown-ass man who was around when that movie came out. Um, yeah, watch the documentary. He did a whole documentary about little black girl's hair and fucking all the shit. Well, I, I can't. Neither of us know what is going on inside of Chris Rock's mind. I'm just going off of like his reaction because he then in the video went like he looked shocked and then he went. He looked shocked because he yeah, said sorry, it was a G.I.J. joke. Like he said that line as if to imply this is not a loaded concept. Like this is like a like a G rated concept to him, I think. No, I think he said it like, oh, it was an off the cuff kind of hacky thing. Can't believe it made anybody mad. Double bad on you, dude. You threw out some not thought through hacky shit and then you got slapped for it. I and then the guy who slapped you got an Oscar. <laughs> like, I think it's kind of awesome and perfect. And, you know, like, uh, I don't know if you saw Zach Fox's post about it, but it's pretty funny that he's the voice of reason in this shit. I really loved it. Uh, but, you know, like. Yeah, it was great. And I mean, I could read the whole thing, but like to summarize the best things that I thought he said is like, um, you know, everybody in the world exists in a situation in which whatever you say 
could get you fucking smacked. I agree right? with this. I like, I agree with, yeah, because uh, the thing is, a lot of comedians are fucking projecting onto Chris Rock as if the position of comedian is somehow yeah, let's get into this <laughs> yeah. from being attacked or whatever. That is not true. The whole reason it's like cops shut where like where the cops say they're brave, but then they also mm-hmm. don't want to get shot at. It's like, well, then why are you brave? Right. Yeah. Comedians are brave because you could get fucking slapped for the things you're saying. Cause what you're yeah. doing is, is transgressing left and right. Right. Totally. totally. So that like to, to Zach's point, like, this could happen at any given point so when i just i'm not defending chris rock in terms of like he shouldn't have gotten slapped i just as a performer think that i understood where he's coming from because most of the times when the result of a joke comes back and hurts the comic in a certain way their explanation is i didn't intend it that way and i think that's the part of it that like is you you have to give them that when now if they then I go guess. but i get now that that caused this and yeah. i won't do it again that's growth but if they most of the time they double down and they go i should be allowed yeah. to fucking transgress in this way fuck you right and that's losing. yeah 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 i mean it's also kind of weird like i don't know it's it's just kind of weird to okay like making jokes at anyone's expense is sort of you know, making jokes at their expense. So it's kind of like taking them down a notch, right? And it could be all in good fun, intended, you know, just for funsies. And like you said, most of the time the Oscars jokes are that kind of like safe, like, oh, just a little nudge here and there. And it's kind of fine because it's like also, again, peers fucking making fun of each other, right? And like, we're all fucking uh, rubbing elbows, making little jokes and whatever. But I don't know if this is like weird to say, but okay. I don't know. This is going to be weird. Tell me what you think. But if it had been like a Latino comic, right? And out of everyone in the audience, he chooses to like make fun of Sofia Vergara, for example, let's say. If it was like George Lopez and he decides to make fun of like, yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. First of all, George Lopez should host the Oscars. Yes, he should. Yeah. He'll fucking get slapped over and over. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, but it does feel a little bit like, okay, kind of like the other side of respectability politics. Like on one side, there's like a bunch of white people being like, I can't believe these black men behave like this, you know, at this fucking fancy thing. But on the other side, I kind of understand black people being like, yo, why are you acting like this in front of the whites? <laughs> you know, because uh, I don't think of it in the sense of like Will Smith was behaving badly. I totally get that part of his reaction was because of the mixed audience and the visibility of the situation and all of that. But on Chris Rock's part, I'm like, why do you still feel so comfortable like being shitty to your black peers in a white room more than you do to white your white peers in that white room? You know, and like to Zach Fox's point, he said something like it's more troubling that Chris Rock, after getting smacked, decides to kind of like play it to hold on I don't want to I don't want to put words in somebody's mouth so let me put it let me read this one sentence that he said but he said if you're a comic and you get slapped and then you choose professionalism and appealing to authority and then in parentheses he put money signs right (laughs) over I don't know being funny in the moment and maybe I don't know telling jokes about it 
well, that's more of an alarming decision than the person who decides to slap you. We're supposed to lose and make it hilarious. That is so fucking true, man. I Zach Fox is cool. Zach Fox is cool. Yeah. Bad. This is correct. This is what a comedian is supposed to be operating like. Or if they don't operate like that, they're supposed to be understood to safe. be safe. Be safe. Yeah, exactly. Be well, a safe Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. <laughs> and even he, even Jim Gaffigan has fucking stepped out. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, another part about this, like racially, I think it's interesting is like, these people, like when people of color, you know, or people of any marginalized group become celebrities, they become part of the ruling class. Yeah. They become like class first, whatever their other aspect is second. And so when you have like people like Chris Rock and Will Smith on this level of like or this, this high of a stage talking, Chris Rock should be doing nothing but roasting white people. Right. But he's yeah. up there doing friendly roast comedy to other millionaires. black people and other so, millionaires yeah but like yeah. it would be weird if he were to actually subvert in any way and do like you know jokes about fucking harvey weinstein and and stuff that you should point out in that situation but totally I he thinks he's coming from a place where he thinks he's playing it safe which is why he's so shocked yeah when he gets that he got slapped yeah, <laughs> totally he accidentally punched yeah. down on someone i think uh, I think so. Yeah. Going off of what I was saying about his intentions here. I, I do agree. I Sorry to interrupt you, but I do agree with what you, the way you just framed it. I agree. If that's what you were saying, that he accidentally punched down in terms of whether, you know, the fact that she is not purposefully bald. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah sorry. Continue. Yeah. Well, no, I, I just I mean, I'm, I'm a comic, so I'm like empathetic yeah. to the comic point of view when this stuff happens. And I to, to me, it makes more sense most of the time when a comic is freaking out that something happened that they didn't intend that. Cause I know that Chris totally. Rock did not intend to get slapped when he hosts the Oscars, you know, he, no, you just, you he... just framed it in a very like clarifying way for me of like, you're right. I think what he was doing was something he thought was super safe. Right. That's why it was shocking. Yeah. yeah. And it just, it's, it's crazy because he could have like, he, as a rich person yeah. is doing super safe stuff by not, yeah going up and making Harvey Weinstein jokes and stuff like yeah. that. He's making these jokes that are like playful within. And to people that he or about people that I think he maybe thought were friends and that they would like he's made fun of them before and they've still been friendly afterwards. So it's cool. Maybe his class blindness caused this because like yeah. you are when you're that rich, you do kind of live in this like post racial post everything. Hey, we're all just yeah. getting along thing. And, you know, especially with like men, you forget gender is a thing that might you know, affect someone in a way different from you all the time or whatever. So he might have like stepped on this in a way where yeah. he thought, well, we're all up here and, uh, you know, we're all like immune to these. He, he, I think that he probably shouldn't have put that on his fucking list of jokes he was going to do mentally, even if, you know, I'm not saying it yeah, yeah. Down or whatever, but if he was going to play it safe, he probably shouldn't have touched that topic because that is like stepping over a line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, it's also the kind of thing that, like, I think he would know that he couldn't make a joke uh, because honestly, it is kind of a gender joke or like gender presentation joke because it is about like the fact that you're not presenting as feminine or you're presenting like your goal is to achieve some masculine fucking thing. And I think it's like the kind of thing where you're right, that he thought he was being safe because it's like not a joke you could do like at Billie Eilish or like, you know, like somebody that 
has already gone into like playing into or their gender is questionable or fluid or like any other stuff like that because he would it would be tricky tricky territory and then with like Jada it seemed like safe especially if he assumed she shaved her head on purpose because there are a lot of women and especially I would say a lot of black women who shave their head on purpose like it yeah yeah exactly confused no I agree and that's why I didn't think that the argument people were having of like it whether it's whether or not it's a, a disability like mattered or if he knew that she had alopecia not mattered because I don't think that his intent was to make fun of a person who cannot grow hair. You get me? Yeah. I think his intent was to rib a friend about how she has, she gave herself a masculine haircut. Let me tell you another thing from the perspective of a comic here. I think it's kind of interesting to this. Yeah. There are 999 alternate timelines where Will Smith did not get up and slap. (laughs) I know. Yeah, totally. Comics do this all the time and nothing yeah. happens. Something could happen, but most but of the nothing time, happens. Yeah. Nothing does. And so or they write or people write to the manager or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the, the way that comics gauge like responses is missing information because you can't read people's minds in the audience. You can't tell when someone yeah. was on the verge of like, you know, fucking coming up and slapping you or if they just ha- weren't having a good time and weren't like enjoying it. Like if you get yeah. enough applause which i'm sorry hosting something like the oscars it's a fucking you're gonna get it like yeah gonna get this stupid clapter and golf Mm -hmm. laughter it's just joyless shit in the world tv tapings it's not real comedy fucking bullshit yeah uh you're you're like this probably came as a huge fucking surprise because that normally if if not for like the perfect storm or whatever was fucking happening in like will's head and all (laughs) this probably would have just did the poly thing actually what you just said kind of like lends more credence to mine and tommy pickles theory of like because if most people in most audiences are reacting to that type of like take my wife please jokes as like fine it's fine i don't care if you make fun of my wife then it is kind of a thing where like you just happen to hit up hit on a like less trad guy (laughs) who's like (laughs) has a different, you know, because I will say, you know, even though I do think they're trads, poly people do necessarily have more conversations about their relationship and yeah. have more like awareness. And maybe you could even say like concerns and things weighing heavily on their mind about how they do or do not behave in their relationship or for their partner, <laughs> you know, whereas uh, monogamous people uh they really do kind of ascribe to this like oh i know once i get married like literally a bachelor party is like oh your last time to have fun and maybe get fucked and get your dick sucked because you know your wife's not gonna suck your dick after you get married (laughs) you know like it's so gross it's so gross you all sign up for this like oh i understand that it's never gonna be a thing and then it's like autopilot right and you believe this idea that like i don't have to work out after i get married and like i don't like i don't know it's fucking terrible and then you just cheat anyway and yeah exactly it's the worst stuff, but you're horrible while you're doing it yeah but poly people even if you don't have a bunch of partners all the time you are the kind of people who are always thinking about your relationship your place with each other how what you need to be doing or stop doing or do more <laughs> all of that and uh yeah sucks for chris rock that he decided to do go for an easy layup that turned out not to be so easy but um ugh, i don't know um I don't even well, know if I should bring this up, but do you remember that panel that he did with uh, Louis C.K. and Jerry Seinfeld and uh, British asshole? What's his name? Uh, Ricky Gervais. 
Oh, I think I might know the one you're talking about, like a long time ago. Yeah, I think it was like an HBO or Showtime thing that it was like a multiple part. I remember I watched it, uh, but it was just such a fucking hot air up their own asses thing. Where the one where Louis was talking about how he says the N word and stuff. Yes. And so this week that clip circulate recirculated because they were basically black people being like, you can't be surprised he would be making fun of a black woman on a public on a white public stage when he's done this before right and then it was that clip and it's basically a clip where the four of them are just having a conversation and then louis says uh well yeah you know because you say because you say the n-word and then like they all look at him and he's like yeah well you know that's one way that you can split us up is chris and i say the n-word and obviously he's saying it full on right so he says chris and i say the n-word in our act and you two don't say the n-word in our act and gervais and seinfeld they're kind of like turning red and they're like yeah no we don't (laughs) you know like seinfeld doesn't even like say shit and uh gervais kind of just is like yeah oh there's like a lot of ways you could split us up but i guess this is one of them what what seinfeld did would he say the n-word ever yeah exactly (laughs) and but then what's funny is that jake louis he says the word multiple times in a way where it's like you didn't actually need to keep saying it that's why he's doing it right and he's like looking chris directly in the eye and chris is doing this like sipping some tea or whatever the fuck he's drinking kind of like taking a beat which i understand because it's unfair that you are put in this position yeah it sucks this is Django. it sucks shit yeah it sucks because whatever i guess you can't win in any possible way but what he chose to do was yes and it and laugh along with him and uh then he like referenced his bit about a black man versus an n-word right you know that famous bit and he tells louis like yeah you're an n-word and then louis like laughs because it's such a compliment when a black man calls you an <laughs> you know and it's just like yo the longer time goes on the worse this clip is going to look when that came out people were like this look how cool louis ck is and like yeah dude look how down he is and shit and this like actually if you understand the underlying dynamics here yeah it sucks he's such a fucking egomaniac and he was like putting a person like chris rock into his yeah in the spot yeah he has to like it would be weird if he didn't give him the pass in that moment. You see yeah. people like with power fucking do this all the time. And it's so fucking gross. Um, and it's a thing where he could then, I guarantee you, he later turned around and believed, I have license to say racial slurs, Chris Rock has laughed whenever. Yeah. No, I mean that, And that- so actually this is a good point related to the why did Will laugh at first when Chris made the thing? People don't always laugh because they think something is funny. People laugh out of discomfort. People laugh to like give themselves a moment to process the emotions. People laugh out of anger. Dude, I cry when I'm angry. Not everybody fucking reacts in the way that you think. And it's fucking kind of shitty that everybody was like, oh, well, he laughed at first. That means he fucking thought it was really funny and he's only just being a cuck. And that's why he got mad. (laughs) Laughter naturally happens naturally is like someone said something funny or something funny. Yeah. But when you're in a comedy show, it's an artificial thing. It's a rhythm thing. And you start off 
nothing funny is happening and you just sort of like I'm being positively attached to this situation I'm going to support it and you slowly kind of like move in and out as an audience member of consciously like reacting to things that are funny but also like this phenomenon happens almost like driver's hypnosis or something like that like when you're just like not even present but you're doing a thing you'll laugh at jokes if you go to enough comedy shows where you didn't even hear the joke there's just a rhythm of yeah. thing happening like it's not you cannot force this math on it of like well if someone totally. laughed then they're co-signing a thing or whatever Dude, i'll be like thinking about what i'm gonna buy at the grocery store the next day and be like at a show and like feel myself like, <laughs> i'm just supporting the fucking thing because that's 90 yeah. percent of what it is God, yeah totally. fucking farce to fake thing right and so yeah there's like a lot of reasons for laughing including the commonality thing communal commune not commune you get it uh communing together in a space but uh, I think it is important, especially I think for men, I don't know, man, like especially for men who fuck women, <laughs> I I think you need to know that discomfort laugh is a thing, oh, right? Yeah. Like you really need to accept this and really see that sometimes if you say something to a woman and she like giggles at first, it's not necessarily that she thought that was funny. It could be discomfort. It could be an unwillingness to uh directly confront you on why that bothered her it could be a, a delay tactic for figuring out how do i get out of this conversation yeah. <laughs> so guys will be thinking they're killing and like a woman yeah dude and she's right. like looking around with furtive eyes being like somebody help <laughs> <laughs> you know and uh that sucks it sucks and uh it really bothered me actually like i felt it was really rapey of people like it's weird i don't mean it rapey like anybody was being raped but like you were just like forcing this point of view when you were making fun of Will Smith for laughing at first, as though it's like incontrovertible proof that the joke itself was funny and he found it funny and therefore everything that came after was performative. Yo, there are such things as performative laughs where we laugh because we're uncomfortable, because we're unsure, because we're in a public space where everybody's looking at us. It's not... It's yeah, probably, just not anything. Well, no one is killing at the Oscars. No one is yeah. like making someone gut bust fall out of their fucking chair at a joke. Yeah. 99% that just yeah, the ritual you? of telling a joke and then ha yeah. ha ha. Yeah, it's good. Oh, I remember Coco, the movie. Did yeah, you see Amy Schumer's shit with Kristen Dunst? <laughs> No. Or no. Oh my God, Jake. What? It's so bad, dude. It's so bad. And I like, honestly, I don't know why they do these shows and why comedians agree to do these things. It, we understand it's not good comedy, right? You're not going to make anybody but uh, Gus. What is it? Bust their but, gut laughing. <laughs> there we go. And then not not Gus their butts, bust their guts uh, <laughs> laughing. Uh, so it's just for the paycheck. So like, honestly, it makes it all the funnier to me to see you eating shit on stage, <laughs> right? Because Amy Schumer comes out and it's like, uh, maybe like two pre presentations after the slap, right? Maybe three. I don't know. And she does this ridiculous bit, Jake. Honestly, ugh, yo, everybody, ugh, if you wrote for the Oscars, you should be ashamed of yourself. Anyway, um, they fucking like... She does this bit where she comes out and she walks up to one of the tables in the front and it's Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst, who, you know, both of those actors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're married to each other. Right. And frankly, Kirsten Dunst has been famous for way longer than Jesse Plemons. And she has much more of a overall or whatever, however you say that word. Bro. And 
Kirsten, uh, sorry, no, uh, Amy Schumer walks up to the table and she's like doing this like bit where she's like talking about how like everybody who works at the Oscars is so important and everybody's needed to put this show on and it's this many thousands of people, including seat fillers. So let me explain to you what seat fillers do. They go and they sit down whenever somebody has to pee or whatever. So for example, here's a seat filler and she like points at Kirsten Dunst and she's like, but we don't need you anymore. Get out of here, seat filler. And she like makes Kirsten Dunst get up and like move to the side awkwardly. And then she sits down and starts like fangirling over Jesse Plemons and be like, oh my God, hi, how are you? And then Jesse Plemons has to be like, you know, that was my wife, right? So I want to believe they wrote this before the slap happened and therefore it's just like awkward and weird because of that. <laughs> but, or like unintendedly awkward and weird, but it was just so bad because not only did it follow an actual, like somebody standing up to a shitty joke on based on their wife, but then what followed was I guess a planned shitty joke on your wife and you didn't actually defend her because like, it's not funny and it is kind of insulting for Amy Schumer to be like, uh, Kirsten Dunst, you're, you're just a seat filler. Like it's not, it's not funny enough to not be insulting, I guess is the way that I would put it. Yeah. Um, I probably just bad time. I can't imagine they're coming up with these sketches on the fly, but like, it no, no, what was just exposed by that last incident. Totally. I think it was totally bad timing in the order of things, but then I like, even if the slap hadn't happened, I don't think that joke would have been funny. No, that was What's happening to these they people. All suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think like, you know, yeah, the paycheck is part of it, but also yeah. like once you're at that level, it's like the, prestige. the exposure. <laughs> yeah. Well, just like I mean, getting to yeah. say a bucket list. I fucking hosted at the Oscars. I, I yeah. fuck, I might do it. I probably, <laughs> I want to say I wouldn't, but like, I get why Listen, I would do it because of the paycheck. It's like um, people running for president, knowing they're not going to win. Like you just get, you yeah. probably get jobs out of like having that <laughs> fucking That's true. Or whatever. Like it's just probably yeah. part of that world that I don't want fucking anything to do with. But I would like all that money, you know. Um, yeah. Let me. Can I give you my pitch on the the whole thing? Yeah. Um, I've been thinking a lot about what I think is beautiful about the comedian response to defending get into it we have not talked about it let's let's get into offending our peers (laughs) (laughs) so what so this whole thing's got me thinking about dialectics right because if you i'm not smart enough to even fucking really explain dialectics but if you on a really stupid level if you want to understand what this process is it's a philosophical process of having two things that appear to be in disagreement with each other and then like kind of arguing them back and forth to the point where usually you get like a third product which is a point of view that is actually kind of uh it shows you you know maybe that that uh both the things you were looking at kind of wrong in a certain way and there's like a new way of thinking about this this is con- complicated philosophical concept i don't know i'm not the guy to explain it but i have a, a vague understanding of it and i think it's like going on in my head sometimes when i think about this sort of stuff so what i would put into the dialectical framework in this is people that from time to time will subscribe to the philosophy of that's either it's either known as talk shit get hit or fuck around and find out this is a tough guy (laughs) thing that people say all the time right um if you who are on the side of Will Smith, you're a talk shit, get hit, fuck around and find out person. If you're on the side of uh, Chris Rock, you're a 
free speech comedians should never be criticized person relax they're just jokes there are people in the world of comedy mostly who fall under this category of tough guy comedian who at any given time say both of these things what it was really funny to me about this incident is i immediately checked twitter and i was like i wonder how people are processing this because i think this creates a, a situation where People who have been saying both of these things interchangeably, depending on what situation they're in, kind of have to pick Take a side today. Yeah. To, <laughs> yeah. Then calls into question all of the other times you've invoked the opposite philosophy at any given point. So me, I have a personal re- a relationship to this fucking issue. Well, we both do, actually, because. Yeah, I was going to tell you. Yeah. Do you want to hear mine? But no, you go. You go. Well, Louis Gomez attacked both of us. Yeah. And you booked me to come to the stage and do stand up at the stage, yeah. which is a comedy club. And in after the fact, I've heard him, you know, both say, talk shit, get hit, run your mouth. This is what happens. And also, you know, relax. They're just jokes. It's literally like the phrase yeah. uh, that's the tagline to his podcast is like, you know, fucking you're a baby. So I looked at Lewis's page and he had. Because comedy decided to take the side of Chris Rock and go, a comedian was attacked. He subscribed to, well, you know, you're a baby if you you're a bitch. If you get mad about jokes, yeah, privilege. And so I took the opportunity to go, yeah, remember when you got mad about a joke and attacked Uh or whatever? And I went as I went as far. I fucked with him enough about it. He said the he like apologized. He didn't apologize, but he said. Yeah, I may have been immature when I <laughs> because he had to pick a side. So he, he had, had to, to pick like... a side. These yeah. fucking things are they cannot occupy yeah. the same space. So I think what's interesting to me about this is that these philosophies are incompatible. And like I was thinking about um, here's a here's a comparison that I don't know if it's 100 percent, but I was just thinking about this earlier. So I was trying to get my head around dialectics or whatever. I was thinking about um, the way I rationalize food that I eat. And I was like, sometimes I'll eat uh, shit like she food that's like kind of gross i have like a fucking stomach virus right now i think (laughs) is why i'm thinking about this because it's cheap and uh i'll rationalize it and go it's it's cheap uh but then sometimes i eat food that isn't cheap and i'm like well you should just you know you should enjoy your life sometimes you should buy a steak or whatever yeah and this is insane because i don't have a consistent philosophy about what i eat right no one does but i'm pretending like i do whenever i subscribe to either of these philosophies and what i'm realizing looking at this in the macro is that you subjectively like you switch it's like a relative thing you switch your philosophy depending on the various factors at any given time. So like when I'm eating, it's like, well, do I feel like saving money right now? Or do I feel like enjoying life? These are two things that I'll switch through, you know, depending on budget and what's going on that week and whether I'm on a date and all this other stuff. Right. And I think what's important to understand is talk shit, get hit versus everyone should be allowed to say jokes are two things that everyone cycles. Like everyone switches between in comedy depending on what serves them in that moment the way i was talking about food like you don't actually have a consistent philosophy so when you present these things as consistent philosophies you're lying because i i follow you long enough to where i can catch you in a fucking moment of hypocrisy inconsistency yeah yeah, inconsistency you sometimes you you do fight comedians half the people that are fucking half the people that are (laughs) fucking fought comedians and they are comedians and they get mad all the fucking time and then half the people that are like mad about the fucking Chris Rock thing are like, don't attack me. I'm just trying to share my ideas and stuff. Yeah, yeah. What's important about this is that 
we will endlessly be locked in this stupid back and forth dialectical thing if we don't understand that the reality of the situation is that you shouldn't be arguing about whether it's okay to hit someone or whether it's okay <laughs> to tell a joke that hurts someone or whether it's okay to yeah, to, yeah, the, yeah. what you should be doing is uh, the reality of the situation is that is a both of those things are relative sliding scales sometimes it is okay to hit someone if they did something wrong enough to where they need the to context be matters hit. is what you're saying yeah. sometimes it's okay to hurt someone with a joke like if they're the president or like a yeah. fucking journalist who's going to get us all killed or whatever yeah both of these things are true in contextual situations so like the what you should be arguing about when you argue about this Will Smith, Chris Rock thing is not whether there is a static philosophy to subscribe to that would have made this situation come out one way or the other. It's it's do you agree that the joke was wrong or yeah. do you agree that, you know, it was right or that you should or shouldn't be able to fucking slap a comedian or whatever? Yeah. Depending on what they fucking said. And it like it depends on what they said. You know what I mean? Like if you said that if there were two white guys or if there was a white comedian, and one of them said the fucking N word. This has happened in comedy before. I saw it. Yeah. Uh, if a black guy comes up and slaps the fucking white comedian for saying the n-word it's great everyone has a great we had a we had a comic here get shot on stage by yeah (laughs) by an ex-girlfriend after he made a joke about his ex-girlfriend i'll tell you his name later after we (laughs) get off but um so here's the thing okay first as a side note i do get your allegory your uh, metaphor whatever whatever you call that in the sense of like how people switch depending on what's convenient But I want to say that your food example, what is different is that um, you are only hurting yourself with your inconsistency and your food food theories. Yeah. But Lewis is hurting other people with his inconsistency. (laughs) All right. And I, I do want to say this because like, um, I can see how somebody would be like, okay, well, you are a hypocrite if you think it's cool that Chris Rock got hit, but you don't don't think it's cool that Jake got hit, right? But here's what I don't why I will tell you that I am not a hypocrite, right? Is that I don't think okay, so a, a big problem that I had with comedians' reaction to this shit shit is that everybody took it in this like slippery slope fucking way of like identifying with some millionaires and then being like, if this is happening between millionaires this could also happen to me, <laughs> you know? And it's like, God, the precedent argument is so stupid. Yeah, dude, it's extremely stupid. And then also like, first of all, it probably has already happened to you <laughs> and it is not even the same. Okay. Because <clears throat> when you say, okay, I saw several fucking professional comedians make a comment about how this was normalizing hecklers have doing violence against comics idiots yo you're fucking idiots you're fucking idiots they like jake they were comics who i love who i think are funny comics straight up tweeting about like the horrible time that they got attacked by a comic on stage but they were do uh, sorry not by a comic on stage by a an audience member heckling them yeah and it sucks because that sucks nobody should be attacked ever right like it sucks to be attacked right but as you were saying earlier your job is one of getting on stage and pushing people's lines and, and, and boundaries. Right. And the thing is that they were saying like, here's all these examples of when I got attacked, but they were saying it as like me and Chris rock are the same. Right. Yeah. 
And therefore, the implication was the heck, the drunk heckler in Oklahoma who threw a bottle of beer in my head is the same as Will Smith. Okay. And here's the thing that is absolutely not the fucking same. It is not the same, number one, when two peers in a highly fucking uh, publicized, high status situation have a conflict and react a certain way to a joke and publicly react to it. That is not the same as some fucking drunk trailer park person that you don't know, not to like belittle them by their class, but like, it's not, they're not your peer. You understand me? They're not another comic. They are not. Yeah. It's a stranger who is having a, a reaction because they don't have the context of your jokes and you don't have the context of their life. So just like, that's why I don't think, did he know she had alopecia matters because most comics don't know what's really happening in your life audience. If you didn't hear it before now, hear me now. They don't know who the fuck you are and they don't care. <laughs> They're talking about what they think is funny, right? And um, so, wait, so what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So the audience, uh, wait, I forgot. What was I saying about the audience? No, mm. about people equating themselves to. Oh, yes. Or, in, or uh, equating their hecklers to Will Smith, right? Yeah. Two millionaires having a stat in public is not the same as a heckler fucking attacking you on stage. Stop equating those things. They are absolutely not the same. Number one. Number two, what happened with Lewis attacking you was not the situation of a person in the room got offended or had an emotional reaction to a joke that you made in that moment. And then they reacted without thinking, right? Which is what happened between Will Smith and Chris Rock. Okay. Instead, I want to be clear for anybody who doesn't know the details. What happened is Jake made a joke on Twitter. And then Lewis, who lives in the same city as Jake and could have reached out to him by Twitter, could have asked multiple people where he's going to be. Jake literally posts where he's going to be every fucking time he has a show. (laughs) You know, like if he was so offended at the moment that you made the joke, he had plenty of opportunities to go find you and deal with it however he wanted to, right? But yeah. instead, a year or some shit later, he sees that you are booked at a venue that he considers to be his territory. So he stays around three and a half hours waiting for you to show up so that he can bully you and attack you in front of other people that is that are his safe network and space where they're going to take his side. It's the most pussy shit I've ever heard of in my life. It is absolutely not a reaction to a joke. It's a fucking masculinity fucking thing where you want to claim your territory, where you want to show that this dude who made a joke about you on Twitter a year ago is what weaker than you. Like, I don't, I don't understand. And so then that's why, like, I don't, sorry. Okay, go. The way he framed it when I was fucking with him about it the other day is uh, he said, well, he said, this isn't the same because you Chris Rock made a joke and you ran your mouth talking shit about me online. What? Straight years. Yours was more. Yours was funnier than Chris Rock's. What the fuck? Well, yeah, but I mean, to his like (laughs) to his credit saying here in his defense, I made jokes about the Legion of Skanks and stuff like that. It was a famous podcast in my community. And like I the reason I did that is because I am a comedian and I, I their see, I see. whole philosophy, they put it on their poster, on their logo is jokes. Like the don't relax, they're just jokes. And so I was friends with like um you know people in his circle. Yeah. And the thing is he never 
talk to me personally. He could have. My DMs he are could have. He can find you. Yeah. You know, what he did is I found out that he uh, hit up Nick Mullen. And Mullen at one point said, hey, what is this? What are you fucking saying about this comedy show or about Legion of Skanks? Because I made a joke about a benign joke by the way about somebody getting canceled going on legion of skanks was about joe biden or something and when mullen hit me up and was like yo what does this mean i told him oh you know because like uh they have canceled people on the show or whatever and i was like what why do you ask and he was like well rebecca trent and fucking lewis gomez have both been asking me about you and i was like that's weird do i fucking work for you like what is this (laughs) What is this angle? Are you my manager? (laughs) I was like, who the fuck are you? Right. And I expected him to react like, yeah, that's crazy. And he reacted like he did. Like I did fucking work. (laughs) Why I had a falling out with that guy. Oh my God. Like all of these people could have fucking talked to me at any given point, but instead they chose to go about it in this weird way. Right. Which is to assume that somebody else has fucking control over the situation. And the thing is, I was completely blindsided by all of these interactions because the whole time I was like, yeah, I'm kind of friends with like Luis Gomez and Nick Mullen and these people were mean comics. We're mean to each yeah. other. Right. And then suddenly they all started to have a huge problem with the, when I was mean to them. And I was really confused because I was like, you guys are like, you talk about me on your podcast and you make mean jokes all the time. I yeah. play along with it. Oh, this doesn't go two ways when people start making money, right? When they started yeah. making money off that fucking podcast over there, off of Legion of Skanks and Come Town and shit like that, they quickly made it pretty clear that the dynamic is they get to attack whoever they want and then hide it behind this philosophy of like, hey, just jokes. We're all edgelords. Like, we all do mean comedy and stuff like that. But if you have something that you want to say about them, even as a joke, you have to like run it by them or whatever. Even if you want to make a, Oh, Joe Biden go on Legion of skanks joke, which is a fucking innocuous joke. I'm sorry. He's acting. He's as offended as Jada Pinkett Smith is about the bald headed thing, which is crazy. Cause he's a fucking advertised. If, J- which, if J- which is crazy because Jada can't help being bald, but Lewis can help being a racist pandering ba- asshole. Right. And Jada Pinkett <laughs> isn't walking around like flexing and going like I'm the toughest comedian alive. Anyone I love (laughs) fucked up jokes, man. Like I think it's okay to say anything. She's just some lady, but Lewis is like walking around going like, I don't care. I love fucked up comedy. I'm so crazy and shit. So it's bizarre. But but don't talk about me or my kid or my show or my friends or the venue I work at. <laughs> yeah. And like the I would have stopped maybe if he said, "Hey, you hurt my feelings." Or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. And also, he continued to attack me like all the time. So it's like yeah. you the, the problem here is that this is a not a two-way street in your head. If you wanted to have like a fucking uh what is it called in war? Like a truce or whatever and you're like, "Let's <laughs> a n- never Yeah, detente. (laughs) If you want to have a detente and go, listen, I don't like you. You don't like me. Let's just not interact with each other. There's an extent to which I could deal with that. Now, I probably wouldn't do that because I think that they hurt other people and I feel compelled to fucking comment on that. I think that's where I'm at. Is it blocking them all a detente? (laughs) I think it is. (laughs) Well, I mean, for me, I'm a public person. So, like, if I block them, they're still going to do an episode a week about me or whatever. There's, like, an entire fucking meta narrative going on about me on their fucking shows or whatever. So, I am de facto, like, pulled into this. I mean, yeah. I, I would be fucking myself out of agency if I were to be like, well, I'm above this and I'm going to ignore all them. I mean, they're like responsible for like people stalking me and all this other crazy shit or whatever. Yeah. And like, 
you know, the, it's quit comedy and change my name or fucking defend myself at this point, which, you know, I'm yeah. a comic. I'm defend myself with jokes. Fuck you. So you are Will Smith and you're going to go slap the shit out of people. Like, <laughs> now, maybe. But, I, but you I know, metaphorically with jokes, <laughs> which yeah. is what Chris Rock should have done. Right. And should do. <laughs> right. I'm not fucking lifting yeah. weights over here preparing to fight yeah. somebody i'm lifting mental weights right like these mma notes. idiots yes exactly, <laughs> it's like, exactly. i'm doing comedy i'm not a fucking people say like oh man you, you're such a pussy and it's like yeah that's why i do comedy that's, <laughs> that's why i got funny yeah <laughs> so people wouldn't hit me like <laughs> said i've been in some fights yeah. so i think i take most comics but i know uh, me too i've been pushed in the face we're not scared but that's, uh like, the, the official the fucking... stance of this podcast is we're not scared <laughs> oh <laughs> But like I, another comparison I wanted to make about that dialectic thing or whatever is like, you know, th- th- start the argument where it starts. It's like a phrase I like a lot. And like I was thinking about this because um, Tim Dillard some, did something really similar after um, January 6th when all those like weird Facebook guys yeah, stormed the Capitol. Yeah. Um, he made this this uh, take that was very popular in the Chud community that was um you know, oh, I want to point out a hypocrisy here that liberals have, which is that you supported Black Lives Matter and they were violent and they blew up a target and a police station and stuff. But and now you're, oh, no. you're <laughs> clutching your pearls at this thing where these people are doing it and they're right wing and they're like going to go take the Capitol and try to install Donald Trump. Here's the <sighs> thing. Like the question him. is never the you're you're you'll fall for this person's argument if you think that what people are arguing about is a static philosophy of the tactics of burning down buildings and stuff like that yeah. static philosophy of the tactic of punching people or of making mean jokes. That's not the fucking that is that is, that is not the argument. The argument is about why anyone would do any of those things, because those are all OK things to do, depending on who's doing it to who and, and why. why. Right. Yeah. That's the fucking argument. But these motherfucking grifter little chud whisperer people love to reframe it as is a, in a way that just it's like an endless argument you will never yeah. get to the end of the argument of like is violence okay is it not and like this is also how the stand the fucking the club that this is ha- that this lewis shit happened in when he attacked me and he pushed you and he spit in my eye yeah. all this stuff happened in the stand the stand released a fucking thing that said like violence is never the answer <laughs> No, <laughs> we don't condone people attacking comedians. It's like they protected him. Yeah, they absolutely the- condoned it in every fucking way. Yeah, when, when that shit happened, yeah. I, I work in bars, right? So my They're like, if you make us money, we condone it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I work in bars, right? And when that yeah. shit happened, the the part, the main reason I didn't fucking fuck with them back is I was like, I wanted to respect the venue. I'm working. I'm a comic. There's a bartender over there. He's yeah. working. I want to start a fucking fight in this place. I'm going to be the adult here and, you know, try to defuse the situation. I slowly did dawned on me that like the staff was like antagonizing me and like trying to push yeah. me out of the building and stuff. And that like the, you know, the ownership they, as we came into contact or we got, that's in why he picked that place. I, that's you great. understand me? I believe me. I get it now. He's a pussy He's in like, every oh, fucking oh. way. He could have found you for a year anywhere. If it was about having a one-on-one discussion or Dude, fight as men, Twitter, he said, uh oh i just happened to run into you <laughs> and i was like bitch he sat in a chair and waited for you for three hours jake he tweeted about it and he showed up with nick like they fucking yeah dude. meditated this whole thing and like the fact that he fucking so like the reason i'm explaining like oh like a bar worker and stuff so i wanted to to respect this place is if i had known that this is this is the way the place operated i might have done this differently or whatever but like the fact that they're 
that they that they are trying to frame their take on this ridiculous fucking like culture war of the week or whatever as they protect comedians and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I'm a glaring example of how they do not because I am a how they don't right and that happened and they boxed me out and tried to make me you know they asked me before they completely turned open face on me and started tweeting that I'm like a drug addict or whatever they they asked me to to not tell the story <laughs> like to not yeah about it and be public about it because the decorum because decorum like, yeah can you fucking delete people, the right? tweets yeah uh-huh. no they've all lawyered up and deleted their tweets and all this yeah. crazy shit or whatever but like what this fucking shows you is that these people are not they like to hide behind this idea that they're pro comic and that's what they're yeah. doing with this this thing that they put out where they said oh we def- we believe it we love chris rock we're pro comic no one should ever attack a comic they're not pro comic they're pro business and they're only yeah. pro comics that help their fucking business because if two yeah. comics get into a fight they are not pro comic a pro comic institution would be, pr- protect both comics right or like figure out who was right and wrong in the situation it yeah. always comes down to who supports our little fucking small business bullshit thing where we you know make money off people and if they did any semblance of what you just said lewis would not have had the confidence to do what he did there yeah he would he might have worn wondered whether the he would not going to back yeah, jake Jake, because he literally didn't go see you at any other venue in New York City that either one of you was at for the year before that. So he would only literally have done this at the Creek in the Cave or the Stand, two places where he's either having sex with the owners or he's making the most money that they have all year round for them. So he knows that that is, quote, his territory. And so that's why it's like this. It had nothing to do with comedy. It was about his fucking status and his like pretending at some shit. He was not even offended at your jokes, to be honest with you. And it's funny to me to hear this like uh, what you ran your mouth, because as I said, uh, so if running your mouth means making multiple jokes, then Chris Rock has been running his mouth about Jada Pinkett Smith for two decades. Yeah. But Lewis has been running his mouth. It's like what yeah he does He's running about yeah. fucking everybody and everyone should have license to attack yeah but like exactly this philosophy this shifting philosophy but that goes between talk shit get hit and fucking yeah. take a joke you're a pussy if you don't take a joke mm-hmm. or whatever i mean it's as long as it's in that shifting mode it's gonna just serve to defend these people's like whatever they choose to do yeah. at any given time or whatever and like that's why it's it's bullshit it's a bullshit dichotomy and like I, I just think I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to point it out. I mean, there's there's yeah. nothing you can do to fucking overthrow the, the you know the, the powers that be here or whatever. But like, I guess what's frustrating to me about comedy is that people are really gullible in comedy because they have dreams and they're getting you know paid on some level or even most of the time they're not getting paid, but they're getting like stage time and stuff out of these institutions. And so they'll you know they'll buy they'll buy into like oh yeah the stand likes comics they're pro comics. yeah like, totally uh legion of skanks is a place that protects comics and stuff like that and, and it's a lie it's completely fucking capitalists lie. yeah dude yeah yeah i mean that's why i think uh yeah i don't regret my stance on any of it um if anything i guess i'm sorry that i've chosen the path of like the taunt because i don't i don't even want these people in my world but i'm happy to talk to anybody although ugh, I don't know. I, I'm happy to talk to anybody, but I'll tell you about something other shit. About any of them, whatever. They suck. Uh, but also, not the same as the Will and Chris thing. Stop projecting 
everyone around there. Uh, stop pretending like you have ever held a consistent view on this because you haven't. Stop pretending that how millionaires are acting reflects on you in any way just because one of those millionaires used to make jokes. <laughs> He doesn't anymore, apparently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I would say just fucking write us an email if you disagree. Uh, whyyoumadpod at gmail.com. Uh, I thought it was one of the greatest events I've ever witnessed. That's so fun. Uh, it was excellent <laughs> TV. I fucking loved it. I think I love the idea of like, Uh, we should vote for a celebrity who gets punched every single year. I love that. <laughs> I love the idea of like uh, letting um, service, customer service workers punch one person a quarter. I think yeah. that's a good idea. Uh, yeah, no, I believe I'm a tanky. I think I think uh, people don't realize. <laughs> so I really do believe in like violence solves some some things. <laughs> yeah, for, obviously. Uh, <laughs> oh man, you know what I mean? We didn't even get to is like uh, what fucking jeff ross <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he's right he also he tried a whole notes app <laughs> tried to, like, let me just fucking read it it's so funny. read it read it read it that's a great closing that's a great closing yeah let's finish with jeff ross known groomer of preteen <laughs> Head of um, comedian jeff yeah ross. making his moral statement on the will smith and chris rock slap situation this is the notes app that he tweeted um Here goes. I worship Chris Rock. I cried. <laughs> I cried oh when I saw Smith attack him because I was watching my idol live out a <laughs> worst nightmare. You huge pussy. I just worst nightmare. <laughs> that happens to be three times a day on live television. <laughs> Rock should get a Nobel Peace Prize for keeping his hands down and not escalating the situation. Class oh act. God. He was in shock. He fucking didn't even think to do that. If Jada wasn't <laughs> feeling the jokes, Smith should have put his arm around her and let Rock finish. That is so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I also have alopecia. It sucks, but when people make jokes, I laugh because that's just life. Jeff, the real at the real Jeffrey Ross, who is subscribing to the that's life uh, freedom of speech thing inciting with Will Smith here and also is playing down the fact that he's a known teen pedophile. <laughs> yeah. <fucker. laughs> yeah. Or what's the word for a teen pedophile? I forgot. Whatever. I, We don't need to know. There's a word. Say that. It's, it's good not to know. It's fine. We make it uh, we're libertarians. And then thank you. Exactly. Yeah, it's fine. We don't need to know the exact word. Uh, yeah, it's super funny because he did the whole like Oh, my idol. I can't believe it. Dude, this guy goes to prisons to make fun of prisoners. Yo, people would probably punch you in the face if they weren't under the penalty of solitaire. Uh, what is it? Solitary confinement. Yeah. If they attack you. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You suck so much. Oh, my God. He's the biggest uh, walking contradiction because he's the roast master. But you yeah, can't, you can't make fun of him for being a pedophile. You will uh -uh. get kicked out of the store or whatever fucking yeah. place he's working if yeah. you do that. So he's like, uh, you can't make fun of him. Untouchable. For the, like, yeah. the most obvious thing about him. And also, like, you can't deal with a fucking slap. That's roast comedy incarnate, man. It's it's funny yeah. that he slapped him, you know? I mean, and I know I already said it, but I also want to, again, discredit this fucking equalizing of like, well, I'm a man and I don't have hair, so that's the same. And I'm not offended by jokes about how I lost my hair. 
a lot of men lose their hair. So when you are being made fun of for being bald, nobody is saying you're not a man. They're actually saying you're like a lot of man- men, you fucking dummy. With jokes about women losing their hair or women not having hair or women looking masculine because of their short haircut. They are rooted in a fucking whole lot of history in which our survival and our fucking existence, like everything was based on whether or not we are attractive, not just to the men who will marry us and take care of us, but to the women, our mothers, like fucking everyone. It is it is just extremely insulting yeah, for I men also, to equate these things. I want to add to this. Like I watched Jeff Ross go bald in real time because I'm yeah. a comedian and have been watching comedy for a long time. The level of hats that this dude has been trying to replace <laughs> his hair with, that is not something that you do when you are okay with the fact that you went bald. <laughs> I no, totally. He is sensitive about that shit, and you can't make he fucking cries. jokes about it. He abs- if he cried about Chris Rock re-book. getting slapped... <laughs> I know people yeah. that work that like rose through the roast battle ranks, and they're not people yeah. that would make fucking mean jokes that actually hurt Jeff Ross's feelings. They're people that would make him feel like the roast, a big guy, general, yeah. and a cool guy, even though he's a yep. bald, middle aged fucking weasel guy. Yep, absolutely. I don't know how this shit works. No one, that's, where, all that's why we're gonna end it. <laughs> the culture of like, oh, I love mean jokes. You're all fucking lying. You're all liars. Yeah, it's true. It's true. All right, let's uh. Well, let's do some plugs and then leave. Um, yeah, go. What do you got? Well, I got a lot of stuff. So I my show at the gutter uh, meat space is happening twice while I'm on tour just because the dates like ha- were wonky and I'm just going to be on tour. Please come to it anyway, because uh, I've got cool comics booked that you've never seen and like friends that are going to be running it and stuff. And it's a good hang. And I promise I'll be there. Make it up to you when I get back. Yeah. Our friend Gabe's going to host one of them. Uh, I normally hate it when people talk to me, but look at me, I'm going to be at the show. You can talk to me there. (laughs) How about that? It's uh, the 19th of April and the 17th of May. And uh, while that's happening, I'm going to be on tour with Eve six. I'm also going to be doing a couple shows in Austin uh, mid April. I'll put up and uh, yeah, Look up uh, Eve 6 tour dates. We're playing with We Are The Union. We're doing a show with Cat Bite, who's a really cool ska band. If you've never heard them, they're actually like really fucking tight. Um, and yeah, t- Twitter and my website and all that stuff. I'm an Eve 6 fan and a Jake fan, so I'm going to be at the New York City show right. at Le Poisson Rouge. It's fucking pretty cheap. It's like 20 or 25 bucks, so get a fucking ticket. Come hang out with us. It's going to be fun. I don't have anything to plug. Oh, I guess I do. Um, I am going to. Oh, we changed the name of the show. It, mm, this is Gary's idea. I don't like it, but he's named he's named the show Pizzazz. <laughs> so <laughs> the show is now Pizzazz, hosted by Gary Goldman. The first one is April eighteenth. Let me check my calendar. Yeah, April Monday, April eighteenth at Baby's All Right. So go to the Baby's All Right. Um, website to get tickets. Uh, it's like 10 bucks uh, and it'll be a really great lineup that we'll announce soon. And other than that, just join our Patreon if you want to hear a mailbag um, and join PDA if you're into political, more political theory stuff. Um, and that's it. We're up. Bye. Bye. Oh, right. I'm the person that turns this off. Whoops.